European Rugby group stages, that means it's the Six Nations coming up. Welcome to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Captain Karis Phillips is expecting big things in the Six Nations. A successful regional programme, which has built us in well to a successful autumn series. That's bided well for us, and I think it's probably this competition is going to be the most competitive that you'd probably see from a Six Nations point of view. Well, as attack coach Rob Howley says, his players are ready to build on recent successes. The self-belief and confidence which they've gained from the Argentina tour and obviously the autumn series will put them in good stead. We're going to the best competition in the world. But forwards coach Robin McBride knows Wales must get off to a fast start. You know, the results of the first two games are a key really for the remainder of the tournament, so um, it's really you know, rolling our sleeves up and getting on with it. Ford, of course, is the last Six Nations campaign for this hugely successful Wales coaching team. More from them and all four regions coming up, but we'll start with the official launch of the Six Nations for men, women and under-20s up in London. Liz Jones caught up with the Wales women's captain, Karis Phillips. Karis, it's your third Six Nations launch here. How's it changed for you over the years? How are you looking forward to this Six Nations in comparison to perhaps the last couple of years? What's different with this year's Six Nations is the build-up that we've had coming into it. So we had a successful regional programme, which built us in well to a successful autumn series with new talent coming through as well. So I think coming into this competition is... That's bided well for us, and I think it's probably this competition is going to be the most competitive that you'd probably see from a women's Six Nations point of view. But it's a young side, and but it's obviously a case of players playing with no fear. Is that how it is from a player's perspective? Yeah, you know we have got a lot of youngsters. Obviously, I play the forwards, so like the back row that we've got currently is I think the average age is 19. I think what they bring in. We got France in a week and a half, and they don't even think about it as as if it's anything. Like they've got no fear whatsoever, and I think that's a great attitude that they've brought in, which is bided through well to our seniors players as well as to have that attitude going into games, no fear and just going for it. Three games in a row in the autumn, and now you've got France and Italy away back to back. How are you preparing for that? I think it's the first time we've ever had two away games. Um, you know, we got France at first, who obviously the champions last year, and. You know, an excellent outfit, but I think with the whole preparation we've had coming in and playing Ireland last weekend in a warm-up match, it's just thought those little building blocks have prepped us really well with a week and a half left going into France for our first game. So I think from my point of view, we're in an excellent place and in a confident place as well. All eyes on France at the moment, not looking any further than that? No, obviously it sounds a bit cliche with take every game as it comes but yeah, definitely just making sure that our focus is fully on France and prepping for that and reviewing their games and, and see where we can exploit etc. So everything at the minute, yeah, is definitely all focus on France for that big game. And what have you found out about France? Obviously very physical in the forwards and they like to, to kick the ball and, and play wide as well so they've got a, a lot of uh, different dynamics to their game. It's something that we can definitely handle and go into that game with full confidence and full belief that we can win with a win. They're talking of a huge crowd, 10,000 plus, yeah. to welcome you in Montpellier. What kind of a, a prospect is that to look forward to? Yeah, so I played that two years ago and there was 10,000 crowd there at that point. And um, for me personally, I just took it all in. It was, it was an amazing experience. They just love rugby. So 
if you're playing well as well, they cheer you on. you just got to go with it and, and ride with it and, and take it all in, enjoy it, but also not let it affect your game without to focus on, on playing rugby as well. So hopefully get that message into camp that just focus on what you've got to do. Everyone's got noises and etc. but um, at the end, when you, when you can finish the game, take it all in and enjoy the moment. It's games like this that are going to take you on to the next level, really. Yeah, I think starting off with this game with everything is excellent for us to start the competition tough game big crowd away so it's going to be a great experience and great building blocks for us then moving forward into the next games and going in the competition having that under our belt uh, already have you noticed that the people are looking forward to coming back to the arms park to watch wales england yeah definitely i think caravan park is an excellent place to play and it's good to get everyone there then it's, it's easy access for everyone to get to and for me the, the crowd in the autumns were excellent really like spurred us on to the next level so if we can get that again that support means so much to us as a team and um, we enjoy having them there as well and we enjoy seeing them all after the game etc but yeah they're definitely uh, a big help for us. Karis talked about the back row there which will of course be missing Shunned Harris while she faces an ankle operation. Coach Roland Phillips admits that's a major blow. She's been outstanding. She's one of the top players in the world, you know. She's that important, but, yeah, big disappointment. But now we can't dwell too long on this. She'll have to go and get her recovery done. She'll need an operation, etc. But we've got a lot of good youngsters coming through now, and this is an opportunity for somebody to get that Six Nations experience. And for her, a big blow as well, because she's playing some great rugby. Outstanding, and, uh, you know, even getting injured in the game, she was sort of playing really, really well. But, you know, it's, it, is, it is disappointing for everybody, but... We support her now to get better quickly. She's got a lot of rugby left in her. She's playing the best rugby ever, so we just make sure we get her better. In the meantime, you know, we, we focus this group now going forward into the Six Nations. The tournament itself, what are you hoping to get out of this one? You know, we've spoke over the last few years around our development. Are we still in that phase, really, with um, our game, but also with a lot of youngsters coming through? But we need to start sort of shifting the mindset now to results as well. Disappointed last year where we'd start off strongly against Scotland and then sort of the tournament faded. We played some good rugby but the actual results didn't come away. So we need to now focus on um, the mentality around getting results. Starting with France away, tough one? Yeah, look, I think that would be probably the, the toughest one, first game of the Six Nations. What I like now is that you know we've got a sprinkle of youngsters now who, who've never experienced Six Nations, some of them. And you know, going to France or playing any of the top teams, home or away, doesn't phase them at all. And that's the kind of emotion that we need to feed off as a, as a squad. As a whole, the women's game is developing. England going fully pro. I mean, that's good for the game. But what what test does that give the Welsh team when knowing that you're up against fully pro sides? Yeah, it will be a test. You know, I've, I've probably done the process as a player myself, as a full-time professional player playing against amateur players, but. They have the facility to do that and you know, good luck to them as well. Their long-term plan is prepping to go into the World Cup and winning it. But having said that, you know, we've got a good system in Wales now to develop young players and we're seeing them coming through. Their talent is outstanding. Um, so you know, under our regional programme into our autumn series, which went well, and now these players are developing through our system, we are sitting producing players. We can't compete with the sort of the professional game that England have got, but we can certainly keep developing these talented players. Now on to the men's Six Nations, and the squad was announced last week, with plenty of continuity. That was to be expected, explained attack coach Rob Howley. Yeah, it is, and as it should be, when you're uh, come up an autumn series, 
played 4-1-4 and we're currently nine on the bounce. Those players deserve another opportunity. The self-belief and confidence which they've gained from the Argentina tour and obviously the Autumn Series will put them in good stead. We're going into uh, the best competition in the world. You had plenty of fit three quarters at least. Was there anyone who uh, narrowly missed out in selection? We discussed everyone, you know, uh, Luke Morgan obviously has missed out. Tyler Morgan has missed out for those players who were in the last squad. The strength and depth that we have and the flexibility in the back three. Pretty much nearly everyone across the board can play at 15 or on one of the wings. From a centre's perspective, the ability to play 12 and 13 within your squad as well is key and probably got uh, you know, a world-class operator in John Davis who is tough on Tyler. He just needs to keep working on his game and playing rugby and uh, you know, I'm sure he will have many other opportunities. last few Six Nations France have ended up as all-surrounds. Do you see them bouncing back a bit, particularly at home? Oh, look, they're potent side. I think when you look at the quality which they've just named in the team and players coming back in for Fano at 13, they're much experience at nine as well and the strength and depth in French rugby it's pretty strong and uh, I think when you look at the Champions Cup and how the French clubs are performing whether it's uh, Clermont, Racing they are potent sides and those players will be coming into the French camp with huge amount of self-belief on the back of their club performances and their last game when they wore that French jersey was a loss against Fiji and I know what we would be like if we'd lost our game at the stadium and coming into the Six Nations so look it's going to be a battle it's going to be one of attrition one of physicality and it's something we need to more than match In terms of an attacking style a flexibility of style you've got an awful lot of options maybe particularly 9, 10, 12, 13 is that perhaps greater than you've ever had at your disposal? Uh, I think that uh, the self-belief and confidence which the players are playing with him, which is a key aspect which over the last 12 months has helped. I think when you're winning games, that sort of cup of confidence gets a little bit deeper and fuller and I think that hopefully those players will come in you know, on the back of the Autumn Series. The last time they played in the red jersey, they won going back when we were winning when we were playing for Wales and you don't want to be in that jersey which ends up losing your personal pride and the players are absolutely fantastic in the autumn and I'm sure they're looking forward to coming in now and going into a championship which uh, you know is there to win really I think that you know many sides can win England, Ireland, ourselves, France uh, Scotland are going to be tough as always away from home and uh, you never underestimate Italy and any one side away from home can win and lose and uh, this first game is going to be a one-score game. That's how tight it's going to be. In terms of selection in previous years, we'd have had a pretty good stab at getting that midfield selection right from 9 to 12. We probably would have more uncertainty about it now. Is that a good or a bad thing for you? Players coming in, you've seen you know, our selections in the autumn. There's a lot of experience in that midfield and at 10, really. And Gareth Hanscom has taken his opportunity at 10. And you've got the experience of Hadley, John. It's good to have Scott Williams back in, uh, you know, who's been in and around this camp and Rugby World Cup. So the experience that we've got and the ability, the key having that strength and depth is probably them putting pressure on each other because they know that any of those players in the midfield can step up and start. It certainly brings the best out of the players, and that's what we see in training. They want to be selected, and you know that's a great position for a coaching team to be in. 
you mentioned briefly your uh, playing experience 20 years ago it, it gave uh, Wales really the confidence to win in Paris in the modern era didn't it which they hadn't had for uh, a previous generation I'll never forget going back when uh, we first won there and uh, you know Graham Henry's message was go out and be bold to that point we were probably a little bit conservative I think you know when you go to France you sort of have to take them on at their own game and there's a, a game plan there's an A and a B and to go out and play the game and probably dictate the game on your terms and when you play France you have to be bold and you know you have to take your opportunities uh, when you look at their f- French defensive system over the last year they're a pretty potent defensive team as well as attacking team so we'll never forget those messages that we had when we first won out there in 24 years be bold and go and play and those words will be somewhere in our coaching book in the next sort of couple of weeks You're listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast Six Nations tournament for this coaching team. Has forwards coach Robin McBride reflected? Yeah, it's obviously our last tournament together, so um, you know it adds a certain something to it. But it'll depend on the results, really, with regards to how much we enjoy it. So we know it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard work. You know, the results of the first two games are key, really, for the remainder of the tournament. So um, it's really you know rolling our sleeves up and getting on with it. In terms of some of those squad selections of who's in to begin with, uh, what was the thinking behind selecting Thomas Young? Because as Warren Gatlin mentioned earlier, it's the first time he selected him personally. Why has he been selected for this tournament? No, I think he's been a consistent performer for Wasps. You know, he's, he's a very intelligent rugby player, both with and without the ball. He's very accurate. Got a number of injuries. We uh, tested the, the depth of the squad in, in the summer uh, with our two to Argentina. You know, unfortunately... A number of players have, have suffered injuries since then, so you know we have got to really give those guys another opportunity and a step up with regards to the intensity that the Six Nation brings. You know Thomas is fully deserving of his spot in the squad and getting the balance uh, and the makeup of that. Not only the back row but the back five really getting that right. In terms of who isn't there, obviously a huge blow to lose a player of Talupe Falatau's calibre. Just how much of a loss is that? But how much of an opportunity is it for some of the other players to maybe step up? Yeah, that's what it is. You know, it's it's obviously a big disappointment for, for Talupe. Um, I think a positive way of looking at it is that he's dealing with the birth of a child, so um, he'll get to enjoy that fully. But yeah, to lose somebody, I mean, he's a world-class performer and you know, any squad in the world is going to miss uh, somebody of his calibre. Uh, somebody else is going to be given the opportunity. So, um, you know, in fairness, Ross Moriarty, he did well for us in the autumn. And we know with, uh, we've got other players that can step into that position as well. We won't be going home after the first game. You'll be staying on in France for a bit and then moving on to Italy. The thinking behind that, in a way, it's good practice for the World Cup and the kind of thing you'll have to do there, which is move between location to location. Yeah, you know, we picked a larger than normal squad because the number of players are due to come back from injury. So that'll enable us really to have 15 on 15 or 8v8 with regards to the forward. So that we, in-house, we're keeping things together. And when those players do come back to fitness, we're all moving together at the same sort of pace. And also... We're playing France away. Uh, we're staying over in uh, France before the Italy game. Squad of 31. So, you know, as you rightly said, that'll give us an opportunity to uh, give us a taste of what it's going to be like in the World Cup. Squad of 31 players and, and managing that between us. In terms of that first game in France, obviously a huge, huge test. But just how crucial is that game in terms of getting that opening win, hopefully, and the momentum of hopefully carrying us on to another Six Nations win? First game, the first two games is huge every year. They'll be up for it. We know it's going to be... a. A tough game, it always is. It's very close with regards to points. So, you know, we're under no illusions. It's going to be hard work, but um, we've got to be confident uh, following our autumn that, you know, if we get things right, we're going to be a a test for anybody. 
it's the final Six Nations for this current coaching team. Is it a bittersweet emotion looking forward to it? And just from your point of view personally, you've been seeing some great times as a player and as a, as a coach. What's been the personal highlight for you for the last sort of 10 years or so? Our best times are always ahead of you. That's what I've been told. And it'll depend on uh, results, whether we enjoy it or not. More from the Wales camps next week, of course. But now, on to the regional game and the end of Europe with a Pro 14 round slipped in this weekend. We'll start with a couple of players who narrowly missed out on Wales selection, such as Osprey's wing Luke Morgan, who got his first cap in the autumn. Yes, there was always that element of disappointment kind of thing. Um, you know, you set your targets high and stuff like that, so yeah, you do get disappointment. Um, like I say, it's not a closed door, and like I say, it's injuries or whatever, or World Cup coming up, so yeah, it's not a closed door, but uh, just keep doing what I'm doing. It's still fresh into the 15s game kind of thing, so I'm learning day by day, game by game kind of thing, so I think just keep on doing that and uh, see where we are. Yeah, lots going on in the first season, isn't it? Yeah, it's been, uh, been a bit of a roller coaster. It's been, been a bit of a good couple of months. Yeah, a lot more than what I, what I thought I would be, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, like I say, just taking my stride, and uh, yeah. I love to get the ball in hand and get the ball in space, and if I can beat one defender, two defenders, whatever, and get over that, that try line, then yeah. that's what I'm going to do. And Yeah, I think just key for me, just stick it to what I do best, you know. It's not trying to think about too many other things and, like I say, just do what I do best. And Obviously, there's a lot more detail in the 15s game. Yeah. But a big period ahead then, obviously, with, in the Six Nations period, you're missing a lot of players. And... Yeah, there is, yeah. Obviously, there's a good couple of boys out with Wales now. Um, yeah, like I say, we've got some young blood coming through and I think it's important for us to have that young blood coming through. And, like I say, it's not just... Uh, 15 or so boys, you know, you got that strength and depth. Like. If you're sort of going through your first season, you're picked and then not picked, and you say it's a roller coaster, does it help? Most people go through that first season syndrome when they're about 2021. 20, <laughs> yes, um, well, like I say, yeah, it's been a bit of a bit of a roller coaster thing, but 26 now, I've I've been with sevens kind of thing, you know, I've had ups and downs in the past, so. I say it's just overcoming them and you know it makes you who you are and just keep on progressing. To help you keep it in perspective maybe a bit better than someone younger? Yeah, I suppose it does, yeah. And live life a little bit more and stuff like that. But um main things, you know, don't get too bogged down about it. You're gonna get into setbacks in life and stuff like that, but it's how you overcome them. So may well be injuries, may well be openings during the Six Nations, but also the World Cup squad's gonna be initially an awful lot bigger, much better chance of exactly yeah. getting an opportunity to show what you can do in that environment. You know, shop windows never closed and if I'm going to be trying to push that door open for Wales again, then there's no better place than doing it with Osprey. So next couple of games, you know, put myself out there and see what we can do. First big season of 15s, you've taken on an awful lot of new roles in a short space of time. In the next couple of months, does senior player become one of those new roles? Uh, well, yeah, I suppose, you know, my age comes into a bit, you know, so I'm not like, it's not like I'm an academy player coming through kind of thing. Um, I'm happy with what I'm doing at the moment. I'm picking up stuff off the senior players and, you know, like George, stuff like that, I'm picking up stuff. Yeah, if, if I slot into that role, then yeah, it'd be nice to uh, be looked upon by the younger boys. So. I suppose you're playing Sam's now, we'd be preparing to travel the world a bit. Yeah, I think they've just, they've just gone off to uh, Hamilton and Sydney, so it'll be nicer weather in the year. But, but yeah, like I say, I, I've been there now, I've done, done that yeah. kind of thing, so yeah, all the best then, but uh, a little bit uh, a little bit jealous of the sun. <laughs> you do miss that, you're bound to miss that bit, but like I say, I'm, I'm happy, more than happy here at the moment, so um, this is where Scarlet's wing Tom Pridey also missed out after playing last summer, but he's had other things on his mind to occupy him with the birth of his first child. Yeah, it's been a uh, mad few days. The sleep's been not too bad, to be fair. We had a few, to be fair, wing, give me a few days off. Good to be with the family and be with the partner and, and the little one, so um, really enjoyable moment and um, you know, everyone's doing really well. Plenty of other players have been through it, but um, you know, towards the, I suppose, the working end of the week with the, with the games and stuff, you kind of 
jump in the spare room and try and get a few hours sleep in there. Uh, like my partner Chloe, she's great and she she knows obviously that rugby is really important. I need to get sleep and uh, she's uh, accommodating with that. So. How happy have you been with your form? It's been up and down this kind of season. Um, obviously I've had a few little niggles halfway through the first half of the season. I'm missing Europe, which is a bit disappointing, and um, I've had a little bit of a few niggles on my shoulder coming back and stuff. But um, now the last few weeks, the boys have been playing really well. And Scarlets have been good for you, haven't they? Really, you know, a good move for you, Tom. Your career, Wales placed back in the summer. And... Yeah, it's been the best decision of my of my career coming here. Um, you know, working with Steve and Wayne. I initially first come here, they, you know, they spoke about what they can help me improve my game, what they can deliver, and um, to be fair, everything they've said, they've they've delivered on that. And yeah, the environment's great to work in. It's really um, competitive environment. You know, they push you hard every every day. Is what we need as players and training and playing with you know world class players is is what I needed as a player. So it's been brilliant. Have you got World Cup aspirations? Um yeah, obviously I think any player says they haven't. That you know they're lying to you. Um it's a big year and there's, there's a lot of big games coming up. Um but you know it hasn't been on the pop of my mind really. It's been about the Scarlets and big game with Leinster and then a little break obviously in in the season. But for the Scarlets we got. A big few games coming up, you know, trees away as well. Big games that we need to be targeting, push up that table. So if we can build on these performances, it's going to help going forward. After a few weeks where you seem to have gone away from the Scarlet's blueprint, has there been a conscious effort to say, actually, we've, we've drifted away from it, let's go back? You know, there's a time and place to kick. It's, it's not like the Scarlet's don't kick, because we do. You know, we run games through kicking and stuff, but it's more about kicking smart and when to kick rather than, you know, kicking really nearly and stuff. But, we want to throw the ball around, we want to score tries, we want to you know, build high phases and, and beat people and offload and stuff, but you know, you've got to do the hard work first and you know, that's um, what we've been working on. No Welsh teams in the quarterfinals of Europe, but the Blues finished on a high with a home win against Lyon, with scrum half Lewis Jones playing his 100th game for the region. Yeah, very proud. It's quite a good achievement. If we look at a few people who've got 100 caps for this region, it's I feel privileged to have done it myself. And uh, the try, a uh, special way to cap it off as well, I suppose. Yeah, it was. I think everyone else stopped. There was only one who carried on, but thankfully one of their players touched it. So, obviously, brilliant to get a try on my 100th game, but more important, we had a good win. Do you feel it was a bit long time coming, considering you know you had a major injury a couple of years ago as well? Yeah, but competition's been real tough, with Thomas Lloyd doing exceptionally well, and Dane's pushing all the way. So it's um, been tough, and we just got to take the games when they come. Thankfully, I've managed to do it. Obviously, I had the injury, but that's the way rugby goes. As a squad, it's going to be an important time. We're going to lose some good players, but also we got a good squad to go ahead and um, get some crucial wins to push us up that table because other teams are going to be missing their top players as well. So it's time for us to get a tight group and um, try and get some important wins. Did you think you'd get 200 for the games at one point? To be honest with you, I've had good advice off a friend of mine. Never to be a cap counter, but... <laughs> I never really thought of it, so it's just a big achievement. And then when you get near it, obviously, is you do think about it, and um, just a proud moment. Yeah, it's good. The Six Nation now is going to be a big, important part, big block. We'll get some good wins, try and push ourselves up that table, and hopefully try and secure this tournament again next year. The Dragons finished up with defeat against Clermont Auvergne, a disappointing result for coach Kerry Jones. 
we've been proud of our performances over the last month or so and you know that wasn't where it needed to be tonight. Yeah, of course they're a quality opposition, but we need to be better than that. First major down as a, as a head coach, I guess. We said about the second half, so I went in there at half-time and said, let's take this 10 minutes at a time, let's build us up back into the game. And there was, you know, I thought it was a better performance in the second half to come back and show resilience all the way to the end. It was good, but like I said, we're, we're still very disappointed with the performance. People will talk about the resources. It seemed like Clermont who came here with the budget and the squad they've got. What do you say to that at the moment? It's true, isn't it? Yeah. You know, they have got a very big budget, which is bigger than most people's but, you know we're not going to use that as an excuse we know we need to be better than that you know they're a team we uh, we aspire to work towards you know because they're the quality and they showed that quality tonight um, but we're under no illusions that we need to be better than we were this evening Munster do you, do you treat it almost like the Leinster defeat here where you sort of just got to dust yourselves down and oh very much just... so I think our recent form in the Pro 14 has been decent and our performance level has been decent so you know, we're not going to write off this performance. We're going to look at it, pick the bones out of it. And like I said, I thought parts of our defence were, were not good enough. Some of our first-up tackles, I mean, yeah, obviously there's some powerful men, but we can't slip off tackles like that. So we need to address that and address that quickly. Uh, we need to address our line-out. Uh, we need to look at our accuracy around that. We need to be more accurate in everything we do. And, um, so full build-up to the Six Nations. Look forward to next week's Principality Warfare Reunion podcast. But until then, goodbye. <laughs>